Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our assistant pastor, Carlos Farias. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. So in this passage, we see that Paul and Silas, they make their way to a city of Philippi, and they were there in the city several days. On the Sabbath day, they went outside the city gate to pray, and they met a lady named Lydia, and Paul and Silas, they experienced this great victory of meeting this woman, Lydia, and she ended up getting saved, and all her entire household believed. And we see that, we'll see in this passage that there was a woman that was possessed of a spirit and, and kind of annoyed Paul, and Paul cast that spirit out and made the, the masters of this girl upset, and we'll see that they had to endure some things, but we'll see why they had the greatest response. And tonight, uh, raise your hand and uh, tell me what are some things that make you happy or that give you joy? Someone. Mom. Coffee, coffee gives us happiness. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Pastor, it was going to say coffee too. Hannah. The beach. The beach. Yes, the beach is awesome. Leo. Uh, lifting weights. Lifting weights makes Leo happy and strong. Yeah. Anyone else? You know what doesn't give me joy is when Leo asked me to play ping pong before service and I said no. I said, I don't want to do that. That does not, that does not give me joy or happiness at all. But yes, pastor is happy to be Leo. But there's all, there's all these things. <laughs> there's all these things in life that make us happy or give us joy. And, you know, there's many things that would make us happy, but. Uh, material things won't keep your joy. And D.O. Moody said this, that the Lord gives his people uh, perpetual joy. And when they walk in obedience to him, the hardships in life will come. And just like that, we have joy in the good times because the Lord, we can have joy in the hard times because Jesus is Lord in our lives. It should be our prayer request that we would not let our joy be ruled by our circumstances. I know in this chapter that Paul and Silas could have stayed defeated, but they let the joy that they have in the Lord rule over their imprisonment. You know, we as Christians can live with our head held high because who they are in Christ, who we are in Christ, that uh, no matter what we face, that we can go through life with our head held high because I know that there's a God that loves me. And you might know the story of the background of It Is Well With My Soul, and to sum it up, because it's a really long story, but the gist of it is that this man, Spafford, who who wrote the hymn, uh, suffered some pretty tragic loss. And, and what ended up happening, long story short, is that uh, his family was on that ship and his kids died and he suffered great loss. And Jesus was Lord in his life and he was able to, you know, get through that and he was able to write a really awesome hymn that it was well with his soul. And how is it well with his soul? Well, he, know, he had a strong relationship with Jesus Christ and he was able to have joy even in his circumstance of losing his family. And tonight, I want us to see where we can have joy. So if you look in Acts 16, in verse 12, it says, And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of, the, of that part of Macedonia and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the woman which was resorted there, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. 
And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Paul was one who was passionate about sharing the gospel before in Philippians, before Paul and Silas, he arrived to Philippi, they shared the gospel with many people because Paul recognized that sharing the gospel, it's a joyful thing, and it should be because we get to share that truth with others. If you've ever had the chance to share the gospel with someone and they get saved, uh, did you not experience great joy because you were getting to see the gospel work firsthand? Philippians 1.14, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Philippians 1.18, What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Paul was able to rejoice because the fact that Christ is preached, and when we uh, go through tough times, we can, have, we can find joy in sharing the gospel and not focused on our circumstances. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to do first and also to the Greek. What is joy? I read this, this quote. It says, Joy isn't like happiness, which is based upon happenings, or whether things are going well or not. No, joy remains even amidst in the suffering. Joy is not happiness. Joy is an emotion that's acquired by the anticipation, acquisition, or even the expectation of something great or wonderful. It could be described as exhilaration, delight, sheer gladness, and it can result from great success or a very beautiful or wonderful experience, like a wedding or graduation, but the definition of joy that world holds is not nearly as amazing as, or biblical, as biblical joy, but joy is also a gift. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and you cannot fake joy. Uh, you either have it or you don't. And it says in Philippians, or 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Ghost. We know that Paul found joy in sharing the gospel with many people. And why is there joy? Because in verse 14 of chapter 16, it says, And a certain... Yeah, 14. Yeah, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, and whose heart the Lord had opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and heard her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house, abide there, and constrain us. And, and constrain us. We can have joy in sharing the gospel because it changes the lives of those who get saved. We, have, we can have joy in seeing that the gospel really changes someone's life. We see that Lydia and her household are converted and baptized. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things or become new. Uh, there's no way that, that uh, joy is not brought to us by if we, if we share the gospel because we get to see that someone's life has been changed by the power of the gospel. 1 Peter 1.8 says, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, 
yet believing, ye rejoicing with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. First Peter 1 Peter 1.9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Do you remember the joy that you had when you first got saved? Just like Paul and Silas being able to share life-changing truth to Lydia can do the same for others in joy of salvation. And Paul said there in 1 Peter 1.8 that he has joy unspeakable, and we have a great promise that uh, if we are faithful to share the gospel, then people's lives will be changed. And we can have joy in sharing the gospel. We can have joy in prayer. Look at Acts chapter 16, verse 13. It says, And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was. And in verse 16 of chapter 16 it says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, and they were in this passage, they were constantly praying. Uh, even Paul wrote in Philippians while in prison that he can pray with joy. It says in Philippians 1.4, Always in every prayer of mine of you, for you, all, for you all, making requests with joy. And I like that because if you look at the background, right, Paul is in prison and he's writing to the church of Philippi and he says that I am making my request with joy. And whenever we get to pray, whenever we pray to God, that we can have requests with joy. The Greek word for joy in this passage, it says, means cheerfulness, calm delight, gladness, greatly exceeding joy, this is a great definition because this is something that cannot be manufactured but flows from the goodness of God. You know why we, have, why we have joy in prayer? Because we are blessed with the ability to come boldly before God. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. We can see that we have joy in sharing the gospel. We can see that just like Paul and Silas did with Lydia, we can have joy by praying con consistently as they did in this passage. Is there someone in your life that you can think of that uh, whenever you get to talk to them, whenever you get to have a conversation with them, that it just brings uh, great joy? Uh, there's someone in our life and that is that for us, and whoever that is, if we were to stop talking to them, if we were to stop communicating with them or having a relationship with them, it would, be, it would, it would ruin our joy. And... That's exactly that, what we get to have with God is this, we as his children, we get to pray to him. And if we are not using that, if we're not talking to him, if we're not having conversation with him, then that is not something that will bring us joy. We'll lose our joy. And just like our earthly relationships, we, we put an emphasis on keeping up with them and talking to them and making sure that they know that we're there. But sometimes with God, we can kind of just put him on the back burner of our life and uh, we don't find joy in that. We, uh, we, need to have, we need to have prayer with God. In Philippians, in Philippians 4, 6, no, sorry. If we are close with God, we will be people of prayer. And if we talk to God every day, then that will give us joy. In, this, in Philippians, uh, there's a lot of, there's like a, a theme of being thankful in that Paul wrote to the church of Philippi. And there's some, there's some tips that he gives in that book that will help us in our prayer life First is to pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. Philippians 1.3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Paul begins his letter to, Philippian, to the Philippian church by thanking God for their impact and influence in his life. Think of someone in your life that has impact and influence that has had a great effect on you. Uh, have you thanked them lately? Have, have you thanked God for them in your life? It says... I saw this quote, it says, 
a heart of thanksgiving not only gives us a positive perspective in, on life, but it increases our joy. Uh, our perspective changes a lot, and we know that perspective is powerful. Uh, if whoever, whatever someone perceives about you is probably their truth in their mind, and how we have a perspective when we're going through tough stuff, if we have a positive perspective, uh, it will help us view something differently. Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And Paul puts an emphasis on, even though I'm in prison, I can be thankful to God for the way you've impacted my life, and I can always just come to God with thanksgiving. Why? Because no matter what I'm going through, God is good. And that was, Paul lived that even through his trials. And in Philippians chapter 2, Paul says that we can pray with humility. It says in verse 3 of chapter 2, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Philippians 2, 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. After we spend time in prayer thanking God, we can pray for the needs of others and I like the acrostic of, G, of joy where they say Jesus, others, and then yourself. Uh, sometimes when we come to prayer, we think of God as a genie where I just need this and this and this. But uh, I love that in the Bible, we can, that when we pray, that it can be a time of thankfulness and especially praying for others. Uh, when, when we know that someone's praying for us, it gives us joy. Uh, you see someone at church and, church and they say, oh, I've been praying for this about you. And how, how's that going? And it makes you think, oh, they, they remember that they, they care, and that brings you joy. So imagine how people would feel when, if we actually tell them the truth, like, hey, I've been praying for you. Uh, I care about your needs. And just, uh, you know, share anything with me that I can pray for you about. Psalm 1611, it says, Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at the right hand, and there are pleasures forevermore. Man, whenever we, get, whenever we pray, we have the blessing to come to God's presence. And any time that we have that, that we're in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Uh, I don't see how you could be sad or sorrowful if you're in God's presence praying. And in Philippians 2.14, another tip for our prayer life is to pray without grumbling or complaining. Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Whether we find ourselves in the desert season or in promised land, we must do everything without complaining. On the screen there, it says, replacing a groveling attitude for a heart of gratitude will increase our joy and give us reason to lift up our hands in praise to God. Uh, something that I've noticed just in the human life, basically, is that uh, we always tend to focus on the negative. Uh, we always tend to focus on the negative, and that can go into our prayer life. Uh, we know that the children of Israel, they got... God, uh, you know, got, you know, got on their back for murmuring and complaining. And when we start to focus on all the bad stuff that happens in life, uh, we, that can come and that can get into our prayer life and say, God, why is this, like, why, am I, why is this happening to me? I don't like this. This is dumb. Like, I don't understand. But when we start to have a heart of gratitude, we realize that truly we are more blessed than the bad things that we experience. And lastly, in this passage or in this book of Philippians, pray God's word. 
pray God's word. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. I have this quote on the screen here. It says, negative thoughts and attitudes are major joy stealers. I have found that the best way to combat negative thinking is by praying the word of God. Is there anything more true, lovely, or admirable than uttering the very words of God? Turn your, turn your favorite Bible verse into prayers and you will, think, you will walk in greater joy and peace. It is great that we can always choose joy and should make it a habit of doing things that give you joy, like sharing the gospel and praying. And when we have a prayer life, you know, prayer is something that sometimes we, unfortunately, often not, we don't utilize. And when we're going through struggles, like Paul and Silas, uh, we see that they were prayed up. They, were, they were, are already prayed up, and we'll see in the passage, because they were obeying God, they were following God, that uh, they were beaten and all that. But since they said that multiple times that they were already praying to God, I mean, their joy was in their prayer life with God. Their joy was in sharing the gospel. And they were prepared for any trial because that their joy wasn't in their trials. And lastly, in this, we have joy in worship. Joy in worship, look in your Bible in verse 24 in, in, of chapter 16. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed, and the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, waking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prison, prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang, sprang in and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? <clears throat> it is so awesome to see in this passage that even though Paul and Silas had suffering, uh, they got beat and they were thrown in prison. They prayed and worshiped God together at midnight. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I just got beat, pummeled uh, by these prison guards and it was midnight, I would not personally be like, oh yeah, I want to pray and sing praises to God. But we know that since Paul and Silas, they were, their joy was in sharing the gospel, their joy was in prayer, uh, that they could have joy in worship. And But because they did not look for their joy in their circumstances, uh, if I were them, I would be focused on my current circumstance. I would be in pain, bruised, bleeding, in a cold prison with stocks on my feet. It says in Psalm 100, in verse 2, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. In Psalm, oh yeah, Psalm 102, Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. And just reading this passage is very convicting because, uh, I don't know, I personally have not been beaten for following God or thrown in prison. And it doesn't matter what situation it is. Uh, and they kind of just showed me up. Like, they were just beaten and they were able to have a great testimony. They were able to say, God, I realize that what I'm going through, 
might, might be very bad, but who I, who I am in you is way better. And when people, when people are watching us, you know, people notice uh, whatever trial you're going through. Uh, we should not worship the Lord in, the, in just the good times. The great truth is that we can always make a joyful noise to the Lord, and especially when we are going through tough situations. Uh, when, if you've ever been going through something tough, uh, there's something peaceful about just singing praises to God. And that's exactly what Paul and Silas did. It says that they were singing and praise, praising God. And uh, it kind of just baffles me that they would have that kind of heart, especially they can have the attitude of God... Uh, we are, we are here obeying what you want us to do, and this is what happened. Now, this is, the, this is the outcome that we get. But they probably realized that, man, Jesus, he had to go through the same thing, that he was innocent and he was proclaimed guilty and had to carry his own cross, and that he, had, he suffered the consequences of our sin. And they were able to have a great testimony. Psalm 43, or when you... When you are able to take your focus off your trials and put your focus on God, who is bigger than your trials, you can still have joy. It reminds me of Peter uh, when he wanted to step on the water, and he was doing a great job. Uh, but the, the main focus there is that uh, when he took his eyes off the Savior and focused on the trial, the storm, that he started to sink. And when we, are able, when we take our focus on, off our Savior in the trial, of course, we're, we're going to sink and we're not going to be able to have joy. In Psalm 43, in verse 4, it says, Then I will go into the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp I will praise thee, O God, my God. We can see from Scripture that when there is praising God, there is always going to be joy. You can't, you can't praise God and not have joy, because especially they were probably singing psalms, which are filled with great truth and of how much God loves us. So we know that, when we're going through a trial, we can have joy in worship because it always brings joy. It always brings joy to praise God. We, the Psalms are filled with making joyful noises to God. We can see that Paul and Silas singing praises to God in the midst of a trial. And we're feeling like we're at our lowest. We can sing praises to God and do it joyfully. When we choose to praise God in the bad times, people will notice. It says there in verse 25, if you look, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I said that the prisoners heard them, and they were singing so loud. You know, they weren't just singing under their breath. Uh, you know, they were so happy and joyful in their current in their current trial that, man, when they sang, that the prisoners heard them and they're waking everyone up. Uh, just imagine that, and they were maybe they were thrown into inner prison, and they were just singing unto God because their joy was in worship. And a lot of times when we come to church, you know, singing is a part of the worship, but also the preaching is part of the worship. And uh, what's awesome is that you can have joy in that because there's so much that there's so much joy that is there, but we don't get to experience that joy sometimes because we don't we look for joy in our circumstances or our trials. In Colossians 3.15, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell, dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with the grace in your hearts to the Lord. 
this is such a great truth because we know that Paul, uh, he suffered many, many trials on his missionary journeys. And why did Paul never quit? Because if Paul would have just had it, if Paul was trying to find joy in his trials, then he would have quit. But we know that Paul was used greatly of God because he said, no matter what I go through, I know that I have God and I will always choose joy. We, we see that people... We, we see that people got saved because of the testimony of Paul and Silas. <clears throat> like I said before, people will notice how you react when you're going through a tough time. You know, whether, whether it's family members, whether it's coworkers, friends, whatever. They're, they're going to see that, oh, they're going through a tough time. And our testimony is everything to them because maybe they know that we're Christian already or that we say that we're Christian uh, but because if Paul and Silas would have just would, were in the prison and they would have just not sang out and prayed, if they would have not found joy in their worship, uh, people would have, would have got saved at that moment. If you look in verse 30 of chapter 16, it says, And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set me before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrate sent to the surgeons, saying, Let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told his saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent you to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. And because Paul and Silas chose to worship God, they found joy in worship. Uh, this, this man, the prison guard, said, what must I do to be saved? And we know that the greatest decision that anyone can make is to get saved because that changes their path from hell to heaven. And in our own life, when we're going through a trial, do people notice, and there's a God in their life that is keeping them through this, that they can have joy, and people can get saved if you have the testimony of a child of God, because we know that people, they can see you and glorify, your, glorify our Father, which is in heaven, uh, if we're being salt of the earth, if we're being a light. And it's convicting because Paul and Silas, you know, it's not just a story that didn't happen. It's not just a fake story. We know that, uh, man, they were being badly and, and they, were, they, were, they were bruised and bleeding. And they were still able to choose joy. And because of that, we see God working in great ways. And whatever trial you're going through or whatever trial is going to come, man, we can have that testimony of God I will, I will not choose my joy in circumstances. I'll choose my joy in, in my prayer life with you. I'll choose joy in sharing the gospel. I'll choose joy in worship. And if we practice those three things, man, uh, trials are still going to come, you know. Or just because we are Christian doesn't mean we're going to have a cakewalk of a life. But uh, when we choose to have joy in things that God's given us, Man, it will change our perspective. It will, it will help us go through those trials. It's better that we go through trials with God's joy and not just in our own power. Uh, if, you try, if you try doing something in your own power for long enough, man, you're just going to get knocked down, and it, it doesn't feel good. 
don't let trials or circumstances rob you of your joy. Instead, let's be like Paul and Silas. Let's, hey, let's have joy in sharing the gospel. Man, if you haven't had the chance to share the gospel lately, uh, man, all you have to do is step out by faith. And we know that God wants us to do that. We know that God wants us to share the gospel. And Paul and Silas, they made it a priority. And what we make a priority in our life, we will do. And let's be like Paul and Silas and have joy in prayer. Uh, there's nothing better than, than we getting to have conversation with our God. Uh, there's just the, that's just one of the greatest things that I can think of that we have is that, man, I get to share the gospel. I get to pray to God. And we don't need anyone on earth to, you know, be our middlemen. We just get to go to him in prayer and choose the joy of being able to worship. I think that's one of the hardest ones where, uh, we're, we're going through a tough time, and the last thing we want to do is sing and worship God. But I love that challenge that, hey, if people are watching me, and truly I want to, I want to praise God through this hard time, man, maybe someone might get saved because of that. And, you know, any trial that anyone could ever experience in life is worth it, especially if people come to know Christ. And I love that truth in this passage that, Paul and Silas, they could have just given up. They could have just, they, they could have just let their circumstances rule their joy. But they're saying, no, I'm willing to put my joy in these other things and not let my joy get robbed. Because they're faithful to these things, man, God worked great in their life. And that's why we see throughout the whole New Testament that Paul wrote letters to all these churches. Paul was used of God. And we need to be reminded that, hey, man, my joy is not found in my circumstances. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.